Hello and welcome to the New Day Podcast, where we talk about life and how to deal with what it throws at you. I'm Ian, and we're here in Salt Lake City, Utah, where I'm a learning development professional who is passionate about communication technology and finding my zen with me as always. I'm Angela. I'm a stay-at-home mom and grandma right now, and a quenchet soda queen in the making, <laughs> which I'll explain it another time. I don't want to talk about work. It, it's a hopping little business here <laughs> it, in Utah. It really is. I want to first say thank you. We actually had a ton of interactions oh, yeah. from people based on last week's topic of your inner circle. Yeah, it was amazing. Holy cow. People were reaching out right and left, and I love that people were sharing their stories. Yeah, that was the best part. I It uploads after we go to bed. Yes. And so it's available first thing in the morning. Woke up to so many messages. I was like, wow, this is amazing. And it was either people shared their stories of it helped me feel like I made the right decision to do this earlier, mm-hmm. or I have been thinking about doing this and it helped me to yeah. finally decide to do it. Exactly. Or, and other people offering tips on what they did and what they thought helped. And I just, <laughs> there were so many and I probably should have written them down, but thank you everyone. We really appreciate it. And that's why we're doing this. So that's why we put this together each week and yeah, share it out. It is. In building on that, this week's topic is a dovetail off yeah, of it. Yeah, it is. Is how to have a difficult conversation. Yeah, and I think that we both came to the conclusion there's not a perfect way ever. No. But if we can give you the tips and things to think about when you go to do it, that maybe it will help. And difficult conversations. Now, you can file difficult conversations in many different categories, but typically difficult conversations are those ones where you're just kind of dreading. Oh, yeah. Having your your nervous, it's Mm anxiety-ridden. Oh, it can be. And honestly, um, I read a book about this about a year and a half ago. Mm -hmm. And excuse me, it was called Difficult Conversations. It's a real simple title. Mm -hmm. And it was by uh, Douglas Stone. And it's a really short read. It's like 80 pages long. And it gives you some really, really great insight into having your head at all times when you're going to have those conversations. There's a ton of material out there about this. I feel like every day we all avoid to att- or attempt to avoid having difficult conversations from work interactions, family interactions, friends. There does seem to be opportunities every day, and I think we tend to shy away from them and just avoid them altogether. This was a topic that came up in my conflict and diversity class that I mentioned. Yeah, I've in taken the past. one of those in the past. Yeah. With your difficult conversations, typically we will build up a unfounded anxiety. We do that with a lot of things in life. It's natural, yeah. First, when you go to have these is I recommend you visit and you kind of set an intention. Mm -hmm. Have a genuine sense of what do I want to get out of this conversation? Yeah. Think about uh, approaching it with, I want to make the situation better. Yeah. If (laughs) you're not trying to make the situation better, (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. If you are taking it from an antagonistic point of view, right? if you're just going to do this because you're going to push some buttons, you're not making the situation better. No. You're doing it because you're going to prove a point. You're either going to prove a point or you want to make yourself feel better. 
so you're going to unload in a difficult way on somebody else. That's not necessarily having a difficult conversation. That's just unloading. (laughs) Exactly. When we talk about those difficult conversations, I want you to think about visit the intention. Yeah. Be mindful. We've talked about mindfulness, meditation. For sure. Visit what you're feeling inside yourself. Mm -hmm. Setting that intention. Correct. And and especially in everything you do, looking for the intention. What what do I look to achieve with this? Yeah. Some of the things that are in that book, keep your goal for the conversation realistic. What am I realistically trying to accomplish with this conversation with this person? It can be, I mean, literally anything. We're not talking life-changing conversations here. It can be something as simple as dealing with a client at work, a difficult mm-hmm. conversation you have to have. Maybe talking about money with your spouse. Maybe you and your spouse disagree on something you're doing with your child and you want that conversation or even just a conversation with your child. There's many levels to what we're talking about with difficult conversations. After you set the intention, where you go is I kind of identify that as then you move on to what is the end result I want to have. Yes. I- identifying that goal. Right. You'd that have that realistic goal of what you want to Desirable yeah. mm-hmm. goal. What What is the outcome I'm looking to achieve? And start working your way backwards from that. Yeah, exactly. Knowing what you know about yourself, mm-hmm. what you know about the other person, whether it's a coworker, a friend, mm-hmm. a significant other, yeah. child. That way you start kind of planning out how the conversation is going to go and the different routes that it can take. Yeah, Can I go over some tips and then we can elaborate Mm -hmm. on each one of these? And some of the tips are, okay, keep your goals realistic, which I just covered. When you go to have this conversation, give the bad news up front of what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. So let's say, don't beat around the bush. Don't have, hey, you know, I was thinking, you know, just give the bad news up front. Have that in mind, which was difficult for me because I don't like to do that. I like to be positive first and then say, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And I've actually tried this and it actually works better than you think it does to give the bad news up front. Another one is is to adopt the and stance. And um, that's basically eliminating objections to what your discussion is going to be by using and if we tried this and and give the conversation a direction to go that can go towards a positive outcome. Does that make some sense? I Look at it as you're offering solutions and you're building Correct. solutions. The other thing I liked was um, get out of the blame frame. How easy is it to for that person to get defensive and turn it back on you? And well, that to me, that's part of the solution mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if, it is. If all you're going to do is keep readdressing the issues, mm-hmm. offering blame. Right. If you're just picking at the issue... No matter what it is, whether it's a difficult conversation, whether it's you're trying to solve a problem. I actually had a manager do this once where I came in at work and I said, look, this is a problem. Mm -hmm. It was legitimately a problem. We needed to fix something. And he stopped me and he goes, okay, so what's the solution? Yeah. What? That's great. You want me to fix it. But what would you do to fix it? Right. That one had a profound impact on me. It made me stop. And think it does. I don't know. <laughs> okay, that's great. Yeah, I identified a problem, but yeah, how would I fix it? He goes, "You're not gonna. Uh, I'm stopping you, and and you're gonna come back, and we're gonna finish this conversation when you have a solution. You're right. gonna offer me a solution. Every time I have conversations with managers, I keep that in mind as part of 
the conversation of mm -hmm. if I'm going to identify a problem, I damn well better come back in with a solution. Right. If you're going to have this conversation with someone, you need to, like we said, plan ahead and think of all the outcomes and the solution to the problem because having the discussion is great. But if you don't know what you're trying to achieve with this discussion and what the answer and solution to this discussion is, then why, why are you it? doing it? Yeah, exactly. There, there is no, no point exactly. to it. Exactly. Another thing would be paraphrasing. Basically, acknowledging that you're listening to what the other person is saying. So basically say back, okay, I understand what you're saying. So what, what I'm understanding from what you're saying is I need to do this and this and this and have them do the same back to you so that you both know you're on the same well, those page. Well, are, those are good active listening skills they that are. a lot of us don't practice. No, in fact... When me and my husband go through these bad times where we are just not communicating well, like he's misunderstanding me all the time and I'm misunderstanding him all the time, we'll stop each other in the middle of the conversation and we'll, I'll say, okay, this is what I think you're trying to say to me right now. And I'll repeat it back to him and he's like, no, that's not what I'm trying to say. But we just fixed a miscommunication right there by stopping the conversation and repeating it back. And I said, to, I'll say to him, well, what do you think I'm trying to say to you? And he'll repeat it back and I'll be like, no, that's not what I'm saying. And just simple things like that are going to make those conversations a little better. Well, in the, in the heat of the moment, oh, that, yeah. we will always hear what we want to hear. There, there'll be some additional things we'll build on oh, each yes, of those. Oh, yes, for sure. Going back to the first. So mm -hmm. we, we talked about going in and building out your plan. Yeah. Thinking about that end result and going, okay, I'm going to work my way back through this. That way you, you have a good starting point. Yeah, you do. Uh, going in blind to a conversation like that usually has a terrible outcome. Oh, w without a doubt. Because if you walk in without a end result in mind mm -hmm. and I am going to start here, this is where I want to go, in in a conversation that is is so very true. Now, are you absolutely going to anticipate everything that's going to come up? No. Oh, no. There's Depending on the person you're talking to. Mm-hmm. There are those people where I had a former manager that he loved to, he was a detractor. So mm -hmm. if he didn't like where the conversation was going, he would throw a grenade at you to try and get you to dodge and go somewhere else. Correct. The blame, the yes. blame game it, and pointing the finger elsewhere. Yeah. Distracting you and getting you to go somewhere mm -hmm. else. Always keep in mind that you need to be going from A to B to C. Yeah. If, if they try to take you in other places, take note of it. If it is pertinent to mm -hmm. what you're discussing, great. Let's let's add that to the list and address it. But if it's not, okay, I'm going to note this and we'll you know yeah. to put a pin in it. Well, we'll, we'll revisit this exactly. later. But we need to deal with this right now. Yeah, my son. Well, he's not there anymore. My grandkids are still there at a charter school, and it's a Stephen Covey sponsored charter mm -hmm. school. And they have the seven ha habits of highly effective, of highly yep. effective people. And one of the ones they have that I think they have gained the most from is begin with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. So what is it you're trying to accomplish with anything you're doing? That, and that's where you're going with this. I'm, I have a certain outcome that I need to get to. Yeah, you're going to have to traverse that a little bit, but I'm beginning knowing where I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish with this. As you move through this, Mm-hmm you start to be more prepared. It's going to help you feel better about this. It will start to help take away that anxiety. Mm -hmm. Often when I have gone into conversations where I'm more prepared, I will tell you, I can feel <laughs> that that stress start to be a oh, little absolutely. bit. Well, just mentally do what other times I actually will kind of outline 
in writing or in a computer or something oh, yeah. where I'm like, okay, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, you know, yep. uh, get it ready to go. Then the other part is focus on facts, not emotions. Emotions and, and judgments. That's really hard. Put it all on, and initially put it all on paper mm-hmm. or wherever, wherever you want to write it down. Really go through that list and look at it. Is this a fact? Yeah. Or is this an emotion? I'm going to use the example of, let's say you're, you know, a spouse, a child, a significant other, yeah. roommate, whatever. And you're like, okay, I spend a couple hours and I clean the kitchen. <laughs> let's make this relatable, right? Yeah. I clean the house. I clean the kitchen. And I went and did something else. I come back and the kitchen is a mess. <laughs> a clean kitchen is a magnet for my family to come and help themselves. I think it is for anybody. <laughs> you walk back in and somebody's come in and just made a damn mess. You can't, like your blood just boils. The emotions are just. Because you're like, <laughs> yeah. why did I even bother? <laughs> you said, have you been to my house recently, Ian? Because it sounds no, like you have. <laughs> but I, I've been there enough that uh, you, you and I very much relate on this. Yes. When this happens, mm-hmm. you're you're angry. You're pissed off. Yeah. You you want to just go smack the person around and be you know rub their nose in it, whatever, and, and be like, clean this I right have. now. When you when you bring that person around and you have that conversation, you can be like, okay. I cleaned the kitchen earlier today. <laughs> Can we agree to that? And you need to get agreement uh, exactly. as you walk through this. Yeah. You do. And you need That's to say. That's a fact. I cleaned the kitchen. When you arrived at the kitchen, the kitchen was clean. Correct? Correct. And then you need to say, did I come in the kitchen and make a snack and mess up the kitchen? And see, I'm just continuing on. So me and you are having a conversation right now. Ian, I messed, you know, I messed up the kitchen. You cleaned it. Well, yeah, I made the snack. So who should be cleaning the kitchen? Make them come up with the solution too. Sometimes that can be great for a conversation. Make them, oh, well, if once you put it that way, yeah, it should have been me and I'm sorry. And usually you can resolve it pretty quickly. And when you when you identify those those facts, not feelings, and, and I don't want to say your feelings don't matter because no, they, they absolutely do saying. matter. But when when you start to take the feelings out of it. So let's play that out with the feelings. Well, I swear you just came in here just to do that. You just wanted to make me mad. You have no respect for what I do around here. Blah, blah. And those are the feelings that I'm just saying from personal experience come gushing out. Oh. It, almost every time. We, we've we all been there. Yeah. I would dare anybody to come back to me and say, well, oh, no. Emotions yeah. don't pour into it. And <laughs> oh, it's, they so do. It's just not going to be true. Anytime we and, – and it's so tough to do it's because really tough. the minute you say, well, I feel – and and a yep. lot of us have been raised or conditioned to put I feel and, and to share those feelings with others. And I, they, they do have a time and a place. But they when they're difficult do. conversations, when you are trying to address something, whether it's like a behavior, mm-hmm. you, you have to be so, so careful with that. You do. Because then it becomes, uh, well, your feelings matter more than mine. You're hurting my feelings, and it goes down a road you didn't want that conversation to go down. So you're right. The feelings have to come out of it to some to some respect. If you focus more on the facts than the feelings, mm-hmm. those conversations tend to go far better. Correct. Because you can gain more agreement that way. Mm-hmm. And then as you have this conversation and, and you start getting that agreement, the conversations tend to resolve themselves quicker. They do, for sure. 
And they're more productive. And there's more of a mutual respect there versus a resentment. Yes. Because I feel like when you bring those feelings into it, and let's say I'm having that conversation about the kitchen with my teenager, and yeah, we're using a pretty uh, simple conversation. But when I say to my teen, and when you point out the facts, and instead of saying, you hurt my feelings, and I'm just, you don't respect what I do around here, and blah, and he goes away feeling like, fine, I'll clean up. I'm sorry. But then he's thinking to myself, man, she's just terrible. She, All she cares about is how she feels, not how that conversation made me feel. And exactly. When you take those emotions out of it, the resolve is going to come quicker. You're both going to walk away going, oh, okay. Well, we both understand each other now. Well, and I tell people, get your facts straight before Correct. you go into a conversation. Oh, so important. <laughs> facts Facts and observations. Yeah. We, we've all been there where do your facts match my facts? And a fact is, you know, was the kitchen clean? Right. Is, Who you made know, the, the, yeah. the snack? Who didn't clean up the snack? Who should have? I mean, you're just sticking to facts and making it super simple and making what usually would be a blood boiling, mom yelling at somebody conversation, dad yelling, partner yelling at conversation into something simple. And it got resolved. And that's what you want. And as you get ready to set the stage to have this conversation, so after you've outlined it, after you've kind of done your prep work, part of your prep work in getting ready for this is to be in the right frame of mind. Correct. I'm glad you hit on that because that's <laughs> in In the right frame of mind, don't just jump right in. Right. Let, let, to, to use the phrase, let the cooler heads prevail. Mm -hmm. If you are rushing in the door to, well, I'm going to go take care of this right now. How do you think that's going to go probably? Probably not too well. It's probably not going to be a very productive, productive or, yeah. you know, it, the, the conversation it's, is not going to be very conducive to an actual resolution. It's going to be about feelings and emotions at that point. And all the prep work that you may have done is <laughs> yeah. probably out the window. Out the window. Yep. And, and that comes with sometimes walking away instead of dealing with things right in the moment. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm going to attribute it to spouses. I'm really pissed off at my husband for something and I just want to go lash out, but I really want him to understand how important this is to me. So instead I'm going to walk away for a minute. I'm going to calm myself down, get my mindset right and go back and have the conversation. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And on the other side of that, he needs to respect that I needed that time so that we could have a productive conversation. You have known me long enough, and I, I have many friends that have known me for <laughs> many, many moons, 20, 20, 25, 30 years at this point, that have known me long enough where I very much was a very emotionally driven person and by mm -hmm. god i would speak my mind no matter what and yep, we both are. if the emotion hit <laughs> oh you're gonna know you're gonna know there's a re reason e and i became friends yes. we were very much alike back then and i am still very much a passionate person i have just learned to get your mindset in the right place yes that, that takes some time and some effort actually and I'm old. Older, part, part Ian, whatever. Uh, as, as I go through this, being in the right mindset, being able to hold my tongue even for a little bit, whether it's, you know, just doing the mindfulness count to 10. Mm, oh, there's something to be said for counting to 10. Uh, I used to think that was garbage. I, oh, I used no. to be like, <laughs> pause, count mm -hmm. to 10. It's amazing how much of a difference even that will make. But if you can go longer, great. 
then you're usually having that conversation. You're going to have these difficult conversations because you care about this person in some capacity. Now, it could be, again, spouse, child, coworker. Yeah. You're, you're having this because this is a relationship you need to foster. You want to nurture in some capacity. Yeah, for sure. You want to maintain this and grow this. You're doing this out of a caring. Yeah. And deep conversations, meaningful, meaningful conversations. Meaningful good word are happening for whatever reason you you need this relationship in your life. And when you have these conversations, you clearly identify these issues and you're you're not getting sidetracked. You're you've planned these out and I, I'll tell you, these these are tough, tough, tough things. These, these are why, you know, they're they're quote unquote difficult conversations. Right. And that's why we chose that word. Yes. If you get good at this though, yeah. It is such a powerful thing. And it reduces some anxiety in your life. It does. I have my boss, actually, we, we used to be just coworkers. We, mm-hmm. we used to have the exact same title. We used to be on a team. And he and I are very emotionally charged people. Okay. It was not uncommon for him and I to be, it wasn't so much we'd react with each other, but we would be in the room and we'd see each other react. So we, we kind of <laughs> always had that expectation of we knew yeah. that if it was something we were passionate about, there would be a reaction. My manager, he'll bring up something to me and he'll kind of hold back a little bit. And he's like, now I know, and and he thinks he knows the reaction. And I just kind of pause and just look at him. And because we're usually over webcams Mm -hmm. now. He's kind of like, where's where's the reaction? (laughs) I I almost enjoy that part of it just because. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. Maybe it's partly because he's not getting the satisfaction of knowing (laughs) the reaction he's going to get. But it's also, to me, that's growth, right? It is growth. It's maybe maturity. Maybe it's whatever you want to call it. We've had some fantastic conversations. Yeah. It's even things he's come back and he's like, wow, you know, I I really expect different things out of you and you're not giving me what I expect. (laughs) And he's like, it it almost makes it boring for me because (laughs) you're just kind of like, yeah, okay, cool. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. And, and we, we move on. And he goes, conversations with you are just so easy now. <laughs> That's and not a bad thing. No. He's he's like, you're just kind of the person I would rather talk to now. He goes, I, I'd much rather talk to you than my wife. And <laughs> Wow. I, I'm like, I really hope she wasn't there and heard you say that because that's going to be a whole nother conversation. And she's going to tell you to come live with me. And there's no room at the end. <laughs> These conversations... Again, you you you're doing this because you want to foster these relationships. You know, right. with with him, a I respect him as my manager, but b I also respect him as 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 a friend and and a colleague and a coworker. Right, and, and I I like the fact that we can have these good conversations with with you. We we have great conversations. We do with our our friends over at Ronan. You know, whether oh, yeah, it's Chunga or Josh or Chandler, we we have fantastic conversations. So e- even when it's things that maybe. They don't want to talk about, it. and it's kind of funny because if there's any sort of criticism, you can tell they're they're kind of, uh, <laughs> and and it's a weird awkwardness. And when you're receptive to it, and they're kind of like, oh, okay. well, that was easier than I thought. Yeah. yeah, and and that's what I don't think people understand is when when you walk in with this mm-hmm. and you see that the conversation's not going to go as poorly as you kind of envision. And we usually have built up this, this worst case stuff. scenario. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, somebody's going to throw something. Yep. And it's just going to go terrible. And you're like, <laughs> oh, God, this this is 
bad. How many times have you walked out of conversation and went, oh. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to go. And I can't count the number of times I've walked out of conversations with people and they're like, boy, I really thought this was going to be worse. <laughs> well, and you're getting on at the other end of, of difficult conversations because we kind of started out with when you're the one having mm-hmm. the difficult conversation. But on the flip side of that, you've got to be able to allow people to have those conversations with you and not overreact. So you kind of hit on that a little bit. And I was going to lead into that. So, I mean, I'm not trying to change the subject nope. here. Go for it. But uh, that is something that is huge too because I know I have not always been, I'm better now and I'm working on it, handle criticism super well. Like there was, I would let too many emotions get into that because when I tried really hard on something and it didn't go the way I wanted it to and somebody has to come and tell me, hey, you know, I got to talk to you about this and I get instantly defensive and I want to lash out back at them. I want to point out things they did wrong and well, things Well, it's human that nature to be right. defensive in a conversation. It is. And also being that person that can make the conversa- difficult conversation easier by listening, understanding what they're trying to say to you, and not overreacting, which you just hit on with well, your, the, your the boss. Feed, feedback process. Correct. I was actually talking with a coworker after hours she called me and she's like, you know, kind of here's a scenario. She she told me what happened. And I said, well, did you think about it from the other person's point of view? Yeah, that's a hard and, thing to and do. And we often will get wrapped up in what we perceive. Mm-hmm. And we so very badly want to be the one that's right. Oh, of course we do. I like to be right. <laughs> who Who doesn't? We have to let go of that ego. You do. And like you said, looking at the other person, trying to see it from their perspective is I'm, this is no lie. And it's not just because we're talking about on this podcast is the thing I have worked the hardest on the last five years Mm -hmm. is stepping outside my world and my perception of things and saying, now, wait a minute, there's another way to look at this. And maybe this person isn't coming across, you know, maybe their intentions aren't what I'm taking from it and trying to look outside that box. And I try to point it out to my husband a lot. I try to say, okay, you need to stop. Maybe they meant it this way. And maybe you just took it that way because you have a preconceived notion of how you would react to that. But they're not you. They have a different intention and they have a different mindset. And you need to just step outside that for a minute and look at what they're trying to say. It's hard to do, but it's something I have worked so hard on this year, the last few years. When I went to that training camp back in March. Uh Uh-huh. The instructor for that, Christy Ward over in Denver, a fantastic trainer. I've always asked for feedback in the classroom, but she phrased it in a way. As a trainer, I would always ask, you know, well, what, you know, questions, questions, yeah. soliciting feedback. Mm-hmm. But she always phrased it, it's to invite the questions is, what questions do you have? Right. Difference. Mm-hmm. Just in the phraseology there. What questions do you have? I'm inviting to say it's natural to have questions. Of course it is. I've used that ever since. And it's amazing how disarming that is to people. It can be, for Because sure. they're like, oh, again, I, I've said often, words matter. They and, do. and they so very much do. Even that simple phraseology, that change in phraseology. So when you're having conversations with people, again, the, the vernacular <laughs> comes at you with something. Yeah. And again, don't take the immediate defensiveness. It's hard to do, but you're right. And it is. 
but look at them kind of, and, and even ask them, what's your end goal here? Right. And that's the dialogue. Create the dialogue there. What What are you looking to get out of this? And and it's okay to have that inquisitive inquisitiveness. You actually Help should. me understand right. what you're trying to do. And even when you're, if you're initiating the conversation or if they're initiating the conversation with you, try to understand goals. Right. And that way is, is you're building the solution through these conversations. It becomes mutual. It does. It takes time to get to that point. But that, again, like I said, that's the interaction. That's repeating back to that person what, okay, this is what I'm getting from what you're saying to me. And just sometimes having that dialogue, you eliminate a lot of misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. And that can be huge to making that a productive conversation. That's really the whole reason you're doing this. It it 100% is. The more don't, you, don't the, just speak to speak, right? <laughs> right. The more you do it, the better you're going to get at it. Oh. And you're going to learn to eliminate that anxiety over having these conversations because they are going to pop up in your everyday life. They are. It's going to be something that happens. So mm-hmm. we just, we're bringing this up so you are better prepared right. to handle them. Correct. Have them. And again, you're, you're doing this because you want this relationship to last and endure you, you, do. you want this relationship to get stronger in some fashion. Every relationship's not going to be perfect from the get-go. You're going to have bumpy times. And if you can have these conversations with those people, your relationship with that person is going to grow. I spent a ton of time with my grandparents growing up, mm-hmm. my, my mother's parents. And I will never forget, I, I would spend a ton of time with my grandfather out in his shop in, in the back uh, there. And... Him and my grandmother, they they had some fantastic fights. <laughs> and he he told me after they'd been arguing, he had these little push-button intercom things <laughs> between the house and the shop, and they were fighting over one. And he looked at me and he goes, the best relationships take the most work. It's true. And I, I was super young, probably like six or seven. And at the time, you know, you're, you're like, what the hell does <laughs> exactly. that mean? Exactly. Yeah. But it stuck in my mind, and it's something I've always kind of reflected back oh, on. Oh, that's a great that's great advice for I, anybody. One of those things your grandparents tell you that, that just kind of <laughs> stick with you. Anytime you're having these conversations, they're a ton of work. Yes, so much work. Oh, they but are. But it's going to produce results for you. And you're going to be a happier person for being able to have these conversations and walk away feeling better about how things went with this person, how your relationship with this person is going to move in a different direction. And again, keep saying it, but you're going to eliminate a lot of anxiety in your life if you can learn how to get good at this kind of a I know I personally feel better when I have them. I know you do. Oh, I so do. It's just you, like, oh, you and I have both talked back. about them a lot. And Sometimes it's... we consult with each other before we have a conversation with someone else. And that's a good thing too. Not only that, but you can kind of frame it in, I'm thinking this, I, I've i often told you, I, am I crazy? And and I've had the same thing with you. Am I overreacting to this? Am I reading this wrong? And, and sometimes it's a yes. Oh, of course it is. Sometimes it's, you're an idiot, and you need to calm down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I told you that this week already, Ian. We, yeah. <laughs> I think I, you probably I, told me that this I, week, too. I'm, it's been a rough week. It, it's been an odd, odd week. Yeah, for me too. Uh, but hey, fall's here. Hey. You'll notice I've got the fall linens I did notice your fall tablecloth here. It's, it's, it's time nice. to get ready. But weekly challenge. Okay. Think about a difficult conversation you have been putting off. Oh, yeah. And That's I'm good. sure there's at least one. 
at least I, one. <laughs> you, you've probably already thought of five that you've been putting off. And I want you to start going through the process and remember that process. First, identify what would you like to gain by having this conversation so you're crystal clear and you can set your intention in this. Yep. You're, you're going to walk away going, okay, I did this and this is why I did it. If it is a selfish reason, if it's not truly a good reason, maybe it isn't a conversation that needs to be had. Correct. Is it only happening because you need to unload on that person? Then probably maybe reconsider that conversation. But if it's going to make a whole situation better, especially for both of you, then Correct. yes, proceed. If you're going to build that relationship to a ne the next level, then please have that conversation with that person. Then start thinking about, based on what you know about yourself and the other person, the issue, how would you like it to end, mm -hmm. and work your way back. Yep, that's and great. And think about all the different ways the conversation can go. That's great. So you're you're ready for those zigzags. <laughs> it's it's gonna, going to mm -hmm. go. Oh, yeah. And you're better prepared. Identify a time that you're going to be ready to do it, to put yourself in that right mindset. Okay. And when you do this... I didn't touch on this too much, but approach the individual and invite them to have the conversation. If they say, I'm not ready right now, be okay with that. Yeah. And if they say, you know, I'm not ready right now, but can we talk about this tomorrow? That's yeah. okay. And I, I should have addressed that. We both should have because me and my husband have had that happen. He'll come to me and go, we need to talk. And I'll be like, okay, well, what's on your mind? And he'll say something and I'll be like, you know what? Emotionally, I'm not in a state where we can have that conversation. Could we have it a little bit later? He used to get upset, and I used to get upset when I'd go to him with the same thing, but we came to the conclusion that that actually made the conversation much better. Oh, it does, because, again, the emotion. Mm -hmm. Just think the about it. If, if you're not ready, <laughs> yep. that other person might not be ready to. How many times have you heard the phrase, we need to talk, and what instantly goes through your head? Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Oh, shit. So I think a fun little meme I saw about that, if you have the conversation, we need to talk, you say back to them, yes, we do. So you can both feel it. <laughs> Don't do that. And then have the conversation. Uh huh. Again, stay stay on point. Mm -hmm. If something comes up that's a distractor, write it down. Yeah, and come back to it. And and revisit that. Yeah. You know, at the end, if you want to visit, then great. If not, you can revisit it later. Right, and I suggest can, later. But... And, and I I do too. <laughs> if if it's something that's going to be quick and you can address it, then great. But if it really is going to take another deep conversation. Plan it for later. If you're taking 15 forks in the road from your original conversation, it's not going to be productive. No. But get get that conversation done. And quite frankly, let us know how it oh, went. Oh, please. I would, seriously, I love reading you guys' comments, stories, thoughts, all that. So please, please let us know. And if you want, you can share it in messages. A lot of what we got back were actual messages. messages. <laughs> they were. They were a lot. And we love those. And we you do. can talk to us on Facebook, Instagram, or email. Mm-hmm. Uh, any of those will work. Also, if you follow us, and you can find us on any of the podcasting platforms we out there. We are everywhere. We are actually finding out we are in more places than, than we, we even knew, knew there's existed. Some, there's some podcast out, apps out there that we're on that people are listening on, and I'm like, I didn't even know that was one. And it's kind of cool because that means that the big ones, so Apple Podcasts is our yes. biggest, Google, Spotify, Radio Ronin, yes. Podbean, Spreaker are feeding all to these cool places. They are. But be sure that you subscribe so you get Please. those updates. When we publish it, it goes live at midnight it here does. Mountain Time on Wednesdays, and you'll get it immediately as it, it, it publishes. It comes to my phone immediately every time. I have like seven apps that yeah, let me know me it's too. available. <laughs> and then also, I'm going to put out a challenge, a second challenge, share with three other people. Please do. And whether that's friends, coworkers, loved ones, whatever, 
we would be so grateful. Oh, yeah. We want more and more people to be a part of this community, which we think that, it's a pretty fun one. Uh, I'll tell you what. People are really getting into this. They are. I'm loving it. It it's makes me smile. It does. We both have permanent smiles on our face. We'll like start to pull up all the conversations we're having, and we're like, oh, my gosh, people actually are getting something out of this, which is what we wanted. Yes. Wednesdays are turning into some of my favorite days. They are, which, you know, great. So thank you so much for spending time with us this week, and we will see you next week. See you next week. 